Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. December 31st, the farewell to 2018 edition. First up, a story from the Wall Street Journal. The Tesla board has added Larry Ellison to its board. Ellison, a well-known close friend of Elon Musk. What on earth could go wrong with this? With Ellison's venture capital firm, Oracle, one of the best-known executives he's expressed a lot uh, in Silicon Valley, has expressed a lot of support. Whether that will actually help, no one knows at this point. Next up, the rise and fall of Carlos Goshen. In a very extensive piece in the New York Times over the weekend, they took a look at Carlos Goshen, what actions he engaged in, uh, led to his downfall, and really how, the, as the Greeks taught us long ago, hubris is what leads to the fall. There may have been additional uh, legal violations uh, due to his apparent disregard for uh, any internal controls. He had his own slush fund, so it's going to be interesting to see if he was using this for any nefarious actions, which could lead to things such as FCPA violations. In a very interesting piece found in a publication, online publication called The Conversation, Bernard Vernard from the University of Oxford has written a Lessons from the Siemens Corruption Scandal One Decade Later. It's really an interesting time to take a look at Siemens. Uh, he pointed out several things that are of interest to the compliance practitioner. The first is that uh, the Siemens anti-corruption program existed only on paper. Second, that Siemens itself was trying to reform from the top, and this led to uh, the scandal being unearthed. And really, uh, a lot of lessons which uh, the compliance practitioner still would use today. And finally, we end with an exploration of the Polycom FCPA enforcement action from the FCPA Compliance and Ethics Block. This case had some interesting uh, tidbits and lessons learned for the compliance practitioner that the article takes a deep dive into, particularly around distributors, the model of distributor discounts, and more importantly, the oversight you need to put on to high-risk uh, venues and locales. Here we had the Chinese business unit actually engage in, in intentional active corruption to hide its bribes and bribe payments from the corporate office. And there was no real deep dive into the discounts which were offered. So if you use the Watergate theory of following the money, you would see that the distributor model uh, with an excessive discount really creates a pot of money to pay a bribe. And this is something that compliance practitioners need to be cognizant of and they need to be aware of. Even if there appears to be a rational business justification, if it's in a high-risk jurisdiction, you may need to take some additional steps uh, to ascertain that the payments made were all legal going forward. This is Tom Fox. I wish you a safe, joyous, and happy new year. As I previously announced, I'm going to continue the daily compliance news each day going forward into 2019. So if there's something you'd like me to take a look at, please feel free to send it to me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Thank you. Also, I hope you will check out some of the new offerings on the Compliance Podcast Network. Jay Rosen and myself have started a new podcast series, Popcorn and Compliance, a look at compliance through the lens of the movies that premiered Saturday, December 8th, 
and we'll post bi-monthly on Saturday for your entertainment and enjoyment listening pleasure. Finally, Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine have premiered their new podcast, Great Women on Compliance. I hope you will check that out. It's a great podcast series. We have several other offerings that we are in production and we'll go live after the first of the year on the Compliance Podcast Network.